my darlings and welcome back to my channel. How is everyone going today? I hope everyone's having a beautiful day. Even though if you're in Sydney, it's probably not beautiful. We're in lockdown. Oh, I forgot to mention Victoria and South Australia. Oh God, it just never ends. Um, now, uh, yes, I am wearing my blue light reflective glasses. They're very helpful. Um, the brand is Canturo. This video is not sponsored. But I just want to show you guys it's Canturo eyewear. And because I, my job as a journalist and as a full-time student, I spend the majority of my time staring at a computer screen. So protecting your eyes is very important. Um, I take my eye health very seriously. Um, so have a look at their website. Um, I want to quickly talk to you about a woman's value and how, if, if you want to attract a high quality man, what should you be doing? Or rather, what should you not be doing? Um, these are some of the topics that I have spoken about today with the most incredible guests that I've ever had on my platform, hands down, hand on heart. His name is Tony Gaskins Jr. He is a, a life coach. Um, a husband of 14 years and father to two beautiful children. And he's from the USA and he's helped transform hundreds of people's lives by helping them um, upping their value as an individual and also helping their relationships. So in this video, this is part two of my chat with Tony. Part one went, uh, went out last week and um, I had the most incredible time today just talking about things like, just like about some more controversial topics. For example, when should you sleep with someone? Should you wait until you get married or until there's some form of commitment? Or should you just sleep with them when you feel like it? Like, what's the best thing to do? Now, I feel as though this is a very controversial topic because everyone has their own opinion. Um, I prefer to ask the experts and those who have had firsthand experience with people and what works and what doesn't work from a real life common sense um, example. Um, and other topics we discussed um, was how long is too long to be in a relationship um, and you just don't know where you're going. So should you know if the person's the one for you after like a, a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, who knows? So if you are a woman of value and you, you want to up your value or you just want to know how to attract a right man for you, then this video is for you. So get a pen and a paper, um, grab some snacks and enjoy this video. As per usual, if you enjoy it, give it a big thumbs up, subscribe to my channel and press the bell button so you don't miss a video. So I love you all and I hope you learned something. Um, I want to talk about attraction for a bit. Um, it's a really important topic because you can be attracted to a person, as you said before, physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually. How important is attraction? It is important. It is mm. very important. And I've, I've heard it said that it's the first component you know, to a relationship is attraction because before you get to know a person, you see them, mm. you know? And so that attraction is important because you have to look at this person, you know, you have to lie down with this person, you have to wake up with this person. And so 
to be attracted to this person physically, it is important to most people. And if it's important in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think it is when it, when you when you get down to what really matters, it's not. But in our society, it is. And so if we ignore that, then relationships will never happen. If we tell everybody, hey, don't worry about attractive attractiveness or attraction, just be with a person because they have a, a good heart. And what you end up having is someone settling. You'll have this person who may not be attractive to the other person, but they're very attractive to this person, to they're very attracted to their partner. So you got the one person who's attracted to their partner, but the partner isn't attracted to them. And so now it's one-sided and it's, it's, it wouldn't be fair to the other person who's saying, hey, I've given up you know, my requirement that I'm attracted to this person, but my partner has that you know, in me. And so I believe we all deserve to be attracted to the person. But see, the thing is, it's all relative. You know, it's, it, there's always someone who is more attractive. And so you have to be able to look at this person and say, listen, do I think this person is attractive? Like, is he cute? Is she cute? Is she beautiful? Is yeah. he handsome? Yeah. Not the most handsome, not every single thing, because no one's going to be every single thing, you know? So um, when I was single, my wife, she saw me, she liked my face, but I'm five foot 10. She is five foot eight, you know, at, at five foot eight, she could have said, I want a man that is six foot or taller. And I would have missed the cut by two inches. And the average man in America is five, nine. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm above average by one inch, but <laughs> most women prefer six foot or taller. So what happens is the men who are six foot or taller, they have a plethora of women to choose from. So it makes them less committal. They're more, uh, they're non-committal because they have so many options because they're on every single woman's list. And then you have the guys that's, you know, 5'10", 5'7", 5'8", being overlooked, you know, by women. And those guys may be more humble, a better person. They have less options. They have less choices. But, and that has made them a better person. Or on the flip side, they become toxic because they're tired of being used for a free meal on a dinner date and then left for the guy that's six foot two. And so they start to hate and despise women. And then the woman goes and she chooses her preference, six foot, six, three, six, four. And that guy dogs her out, cheats on her. And then she goes to the guy that's five foot nine and he cheats on her too, because he's bitter from having his heart mm. broken so many times because he didn't meet the attractive scale. That's sad. Wow. Okay. Um, how can a woman attract a high quality man, a potential husband? You know, it's no real exact science to it. The key is that when you live in the universe, what's for you is for you. So if you become the best version of you, then you're going to attract someone that is on your level 
And when I say attract, I don't mean the person that walks up to you, the person that approaches you online or the person that approaches you in the grocery store. I mean, the person that you choose to settle down with, that person will be a reflection of you. They will be on your level. So if you're not at your highest level and you know you're not taking care of your mind the way you should, or you're not taking care of your body the way you should, then the men that you decide to settle down with, they're going to be a reflection of you at that time. And they may end up treating you like crap, but they treat you like crap and you are with this person because you've been treating yourself like crap. So when you elevate to your highest self and you're loving yourself, now your requirements change, your standards are elevated. So when this man comes to you, you then know I'm not allowing a man to lie to me, to give me his word and not keep his word. I'm not allowing a man to raise his voice at me and yell at me like you know a nobody. I'm not allowing this man to put his hands on me or to have my body when it's not my time and I'm not comfortable going there. I'm not allowing any of that because I love myself and I've set standards for myself on this level. So what happens is every man who wants to exist beneath the level of love that you have for yourself, they run away because all they hear is no. And then the man who can respect you and elevate to the level that you're on, now he is the direct reflection of you. So in order to get more out of life, we have to become more in life. So when you increase your value by loving yourself and working on yourself and bettering yourself, yeah. you increase your options. How does a woman increase her value? Does she go and get, for example, coaching or like joining a gym, uh, becoming uh, closer to God? Or I believe we all have an internal compass. We all have an internal compass that leads us to our best self. And so coaching can be beneficial. Uh, I have this site behind me, mymentor.life. Yeah. And it's the site of life coaches that I created. So you can go there and you can select a topic, you know, like career transition or confidence and a list of coaches will come up and you can book a coach, but a coach still can't do the work for you. Yep. So you have to be committed to the work yourself and you, you or I can sit down and look in the mirror and we will know what we need to work on. I will know, Tony, you're five foot 10, you're 205 pounds. When you played college football, you were 170 pounds. When you look at your old pictures, you look a little too skinny. So maybe not 170 pounds as a 37 year old man, but maybe 185 pounds all muscle will be perfect for your body. Yep. Like, I don't need anybody to tell me that I know that. Yep. And so Tony, you're staying up past midnight. So you're waking up groggy the next morning. You're a little foggy, you're not feeling good. So maybe you should go to bed 10 30 p.m 11 p.m like we all know what we need to do and that's how we increase our value by doing the little things the hard things that we ignore 
out of wanting wanting to be in our comfort zone. It's comforting to drink alcohol. It's comforting to eat a bunch of cake and mm. cookies. It's comforting to stay up late and then sleep in. You know, it's comforting to have casual sex. You know, all of those things are comfortable because they're easy and they give us a, a little hit, you know, a little high of dopamine. But the things that we really need to do, it takes some sacrifice. It takes some discipline. Yeah. So that's how we add value. That's incredible. Okay. Um, on to some more controversial topics. Um, should a guy pursue a girl or a girl pursue a guy? Feel as though there's a lot of girls pursuing guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... I believe it's where you are located, like what country you're in, what religious setting you're in. So if the ultimate goal is for the man to propose to the woman and say, will you be my wife? Then the man in that culture, in that country, in that setting, the men should approach the women because it would be against the natural order if it's the man's job to get on one knee and propose and then but have the woman initiate the courting stage and if the man is going and looking for his wife then the woman is in a safe space by knowing if he approaches her for one he has developed confidence as a man which it takes confidence and that ability to be a man in a household because you got to go out into the world and earn a living and you have to be a good example for children if you're going to have children so just by a man approaching a woman it lets the woman know that this man has overcome some of his insecurities and he has the confidence to approach me and he sees me as someone that he is attracted to and could potentially be his wife if he likes my personality once we connect. So now the woman has half of the battle already won. But if a woman approaches a man and it's the man's role to propose to the woman, when she approaches that man, she has no clue if he even likes her, if he's even attracted to her. She has no clue what state of mind he's in, what place in his life he's in. And he could literally be a scammer who is this attractive man that uses women and juggles women. He has several women. And by her approaching him, he just decides to add her to his roster. And now she's woman number three or woman number four, just because he's tall and handsome. And so that is the risk that, you know, women take when they approach men. And I think it's a very bad idea being a former womanizer, being a former player uh, and being a man, I think it's a terrible idea for women to approach men. You just, you put yourself in so much as you put yourself at such a disadvantage, but you will hear men say, Hey, yes. Okay. For a woman to approach a man, women should approach men. We can't read minds. And typically I find those are the guys who they want things easy in life. Mm. They want things to come easy in life. They take shortcuts. They're scammers. They're liars. They're lazy. 
But a man who has really tapped into his manhood, he has the confidence to approach the woman that he feels he's compatible with. That's really good. Okay. Um, okay. Should you sleep with your partner before, for example, a marriage or engagement or a promise ring, or I don't even know if a promise ring means anything, but like, what's your take on like that whole thing? I was out there, you know, I was a womanizer. I was sexually active. So I was expecting, you know, sex in a relationship. Mm. But one thing I found is it's not a good idea. Mm. It's not a good idea because anytime you sleep with someone before marriage, it's a 50-50 gamble. And oh, really? when you like it's a okay. 50-50 gamble. Not great odds. <laughs> right. Because a one-night stand could be on the first night you meet someone or it could be on the 400th night if that's the first time you have sex. Because once you have sex, if the person, one of the people decides to leave the next day, that's still a one night stand. And so I honestly believe that the best route is to get married, to date and to court and let the sexual energy build up and to bathe in that, to enjoy that, to bask in that, to love that, and really be, you know, raving over each other, really just ready to rip one another's clothes off. And then you say, hey, we love everything. Like we love our personalities. We love our chemistry. We love our conversation. The only thing left is to come together physically. Mm. But if you have this body part and they have this body part, and you know how to make them body parts come together and you have made love to the mind, then it's going to be amazing physically when you're mm -hmm. already connected emotionally and spiritually. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. And they say, well, we need to be together physically before we commit to being together for life because what if it's bad? But there's no such thing if you truly love each other because sex isn't about the physical. It's about the mental. The largest sexual organ is the brain, not your body parts between your legs. And so we have failed as humans by jumping in bed before we even love a person, before we really know a person, mm -hmm. and before we have a real commitment for life. And when you do that, that's why our STD rates are so high. That's why our children out of wedlock is so high. You know, that's why depression and breakups and all of this stuff is so high because we're putting the physical before the spiritual and emotional. Mm. Wow. Okay. So just say a couple is together for two to three years. How, like, that's kind of hard to hold out for two to three years. So how do you work around that? You should get married in a year. Okay. Because it's just like, you know, when you go on a job interview, if you're the person doing an interview and if you're interviewing me, by the end of this hour conversation, you have a pretty good idea on if you should hire me for your company or not. And then when you bring me on, I'm on a probationary period for the first three months. 
So you yeah. get to evaluate me even closer and see if I'm a good fit for your company. And by the three month mark, you evaluate me. If I'm still doing good, then you keep me in the company. And then you evaluate me again at the six month mark. And then again, at the nine month mark. And again, at the 12 month mark. Yeah. It's really extremely hard for a person to play a role for 12 months. So honestly, at the 12 month mark, the man should know if that is his wife or not. And the woman should know if that is her husband or not. Yeah. And that's when the engagement should come. And that's when the date should be set. And that's when the plan should ensue. So now you can be sexually charged up and ready to rip each other's clothes off while you're planning the marriage, whether you're going to the courthouse or whether you're having an actual wedding. But I think that we, we waste too much time career dating dating like we're trying to be vested in a company like dating five years and still twiddling our thumbs like is this the one is this the one and it's like mm -hmm. if you don't know by two years three years four years five years then they're obviously not the one yeah no well how about uh couples that have been together for example five years plus and the woman's like oh my god like what's going on here like what would you do would you say that's time to like to just like finish everything and move on or would you say you know what I'm going to talk to this guy girl and say look I want to take that next step honestly if I'm on the outside looking in I would ask that they have a real conversation to really identify what's the hold up and if there is a situation where a man doesn't want to propose because of his citizenship status or because of a illness in his body or or because he's still working through a divorce and he's not technically on paper divorced if there's something like that that's in the water then that's different but on average Typically what it is, is someone in the relationship doesn't want to be married, doesn't feel sure enough to get married. And they're kind of just buying time and waiting to see a replacement, waiting for an out, waiting for a breakup that's severe enough to move on, waiting for destiny to separate them, but using this person as a security blanket using this person as a human teddy bear, mm -hmm. using this person as just a, a comfort zone, like, hey, hold me until I find my out so that I can leave you. And if I don't find an out to leave you, then eventually when I'm tired and exhausted with looking for a reason to leave you or looking for someone to leave you for, then I'll marry you. And that's a lot of times that year seven eight ten or 12 or 15 that's just that's just sad okay all right um on to um communication would you say uh texting is a real form of communication or it's just not no it's not mm. and really I texting is more dangerous because it allows the person on the receiving end time to craft a crafty, well thought out response that really hits home and really hits the heart 
and it could be a bold face lie. And texting also allows a person the time to be able to text multiple people. So if you send me a text message, just by human nature, you expect maybe five minutes, at least five minutes. If we're actively texting, then yes, you expect a response every, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. But when I text you back while you're reading my text and your bubble is on my phone and you're texting me back, I can be texting another woman in that interim. And then when I send it to her, by the time I text her back, now your text comes in. And now I text you back and just keep doing that. And with the third woman and the fourth woman. So now if I take five minutes to respond and you say, hey, where are you? Then I'm able to say, why are you acting like that? I was using the restroom, stop being insecure. Mm. And really, I was texting two other women. So texting is not... a good form of communication it's not real communication like if you're dating in a relationship Mm. you should be on facetime you should be on facetime if you're in a location that you could be on facetime and if not you should be on the phone that way the answers are in real time so just like you're asking me a question i'm answering it it's like playing tennis you hit it to me i hit it straight you hit it back to me so you get the real you get what's authentic so would you say to cut out uh, texting altogether or just try and avoid it if you can? Avoid it when you're talking about when you're building. Like yeah. if it's like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? Mm. Oh, you know, spaghetti or a Greek salad, you know, then that's different. But if it's like you're talking about something real, then you should get on the phone. Like if you're at work and you have to be quiet, and you can't talk on the phone, then you could send a text. And that's when it's okay. But like when you're off work and the person you're with is off work and you live in two separate places, then you should be on the phone instead of texting. Okay. All right. Um, What is your best piece of advice for people that are together and single people too? For people who are together. I would say sit down and really have a conversation Mm. and ask yourselves if you can both agree to be 100% selfless and ask yourselves and say, hey, I'm going to be thinking about you and how I can please you and how I can serve you and how I can make you happy. Will you think about me in that same way? So in essence, it's almost like we're competing to show who can love the other person the most? And so that's the conversation you should have when you're in a relationship with someone. And then when you're single, you really should be focusing on your personal development, focusing on your personal goals. So when you write down the top three things you need to work on or top three goals that you have, then you should devise a plan and then create a schedule. So that right now I wanna lose 10 pounds. So what I have to do is look at my schedule for tomorrow and say, okay, what time can I work out? And if that's 6 a.m. or 10 a.m., then I put it on the schedule. So come tomorrow, when I'm going through my day, my schedule pops up, hey, work out 10 a.m. And then I look at the next day. And so now after two, three weeks, a month, two months, I'm getting closer to my goal. 
because I set the goal, I prioritized it, and I made a plan. And that's what singles should be doing, is working on your personal development. And everything changes, you know? And so literally ask yourself, okay, if, if you met someone, if you met someone without a college degree and you met someone with a college degree, which one just initially are you going to think is more accomplished, more driven, more focused, the person with the degree? If you met someone who they let their body go and their body is in an unhealthy state and you meet someone who their body is in a very healthy state, which one are you naturally going to be attracted to or exactly. want to talk to? And so that's what personal development is, is the more you elevate, the more options you have, the more people want to be in your space, the more people want to talk to you, want to get to know you. But when you stay in your comfort zone and you're just doing what's comfortable, you get what's coming to you. And a lot of times we see ourselves like more than what we're being approached by all the time. And we're like, what's going on? But we don't look within and say, okay, well, what can I do to work on me so that this person doesn't even feel comfortable approaching me? That's true. All right. Um, on my website, TonyGaskins.com, yep. I believe my two latest books, you can click and it'll take you to, you know, Amazon, if you have Amazon where you are. Yep. If not, any bookstore can source it. They can find it on their system and yep. bring it into the store for you okay. or order it online. So it's on a worldwide distribution channel. So just going to wherever you buy books from, you should be able to type in my name and pull up my books. All right. Uh, perfect. Um, and I do see you've got a YouTube channel. You've got Instagram, I believe. You've got, um, you, do you have a uh, TikTok by any chance? No, I don't. I don't no? have TikTok. Not, not, not my personality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, people can find you online. Okay. Perfect. Um, well, I think you have, um, answered nearly 25 questions so i really want to thank you so much for coming on here thank you so much tony thanks thank you thank you so much for having me okay see you later bye all right bye bye <laughs>